0: and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. It's our first ever episode, and it could be a dumpster fire or a shit show, but we're doing it anyway. Uh, We are six dance studio owners who started out as strangers, and we've grown into friends over the last three years. We're all passionate about both the artistic and the business side of dance, and we've got a whole lot to talk about. So let's take a quick roll call. Um, since there's six of us, I'm Casey. I'm Amanda.
1: I'm Heather.
2: I'm Tammy.
0: I'm-, I'm Holly. And I'm Robin. And yes, that is a lot of people to have on one podcast, but don't worry, we won't all be here for every episode. Primarily, it's going to be myself, Casey, and Robin heading up the podcast part of DSO Connect. You can find all six of us active in our group. Um, But for the podcasting, it's going to be mostly me and Robin. And then the other four will be kind of jumping in here and there to add their insight on different topics. But primarily, you'll just have two voices to keep track of. So don't worry. So what is DSO Connect and why? Uh, DSO Connect is is Dance Studio Owner Connect. So if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you are a dance studio owner or you are a dance teacher or you're my mom. (laughs) The group is primarily a Facebook group where dance studio owners come together to connect and learn together and kind of share ideas and grow our businesses together. And it started in 2015 when I was kind of feeling burnt out and lost and isolated and as an industry with a lot of local competition it it feels like you can't really reach out to your local competitors and so I was looking for connection and support and motivation and people who just understood what was going on and what this life was all about because it's definitely a very specific kind of entrepreneurial adventure. So I had posted in one of the ginormous dance studio owner Facebook groups um, asking if anyone wanted to connect. And I had actually talked to a friend who was a photographer, a wedding photographer, and she's in a small wedding photographer group that does weekly video calls. And I thought, oh my God, what a great idea. So I posted in this group that had maybe like 3,000 members asking if anybody wanted to do a weekly video call on Skype and just talk about business and gripe and hold each other accountable and help keep each other motivated. And I wasn't sure what would happen, but got a pretty positive response. And it started with this handful, including these five lovely ladies here. And it's just kind of grown and sort of snowballed from there. And it's been really amazing. But I've never asked these folks, my five partners in crime here, what made you respond to that first post? Like what did you expect? What were you looking for? Like why? Why did you why'd you jump in?
3: (laughs) What made you do that? Well, I don't know about everybody else, but for me, I think my area is heavily populated with dance studios. And while I do have some owners in the area that I can speak to, there's still things that I can't really talk about with them. So I was looking for something that was judgment-free, not really knowing what to expect, but just hoping that I would find some people that I could be a little bit more real with. So I'm Robin and
4: um honestly when I first saw your post Casey I thought I do not have time for this. I am busy busy and overwhelmed but Casey's my girl. Casey was my student a long time ago and I thought I'm going to you know be in it for Casey, show some support, see what this is all about. Maybe it'll fizzle out in a month or two. And once I started getting to know everybody, it ju- I just couldn't stop coming. It just seemed very helpful and natural. And for me, a big part of what was helpful was saying out loud things that were working for my studio. And hearing the words actually come out of my mouth was like, Oh, well, now I understand what is working and I can kind of see it from a more objective point of view. It's also really nice, even though all of us are so different and our studios are so different, we all have something to offer. Each one of us um, approaches our studio from kind of a different perspective and handles things differently. But each one of these ladies has given me something in our time together that I've really been able to apply to my studio.
0: Well, that's so nice to hear. (laughs) Yeah. And I think, that's totally kind of what we're all about, what this group has grown into, is just accepting our differences and acknowledging that we all have different ways to run our studios, but that it's, you know, we're all here to help each other.
1: Hi, I'm Heather. I answered your request on Dance Studio Owner. I Answered it because I had just decided to stick to my business because I felt like I was drowning and come hell or high water, I was going to make it work. And I had also just moved an hour from my studio and knew no one and struggling with not having my friends who used to hold me accountable And struggling with having to schedule myself working from home now when I used to do all of my work at the studio became a little overwhelming for me. I was just struggling to find the schedule and to find the time and being held accountable because I work better in groups. So having the accountability from Casey by doing our Skype calls, the group grew into so much more than I ever imagined it would. For me,
2: um, the biggest thing that that drew me to the post that Casey put in the group was I had just had my best friend who taught for me for a while uh, leave and took some of my students with me. And that betrayal was very hurtful and I felt very lonely and isolated as a studio owner um, that nobody could understand what I was going through. So I reached out to the group and I found some amazing women that understand my business and have been through, even if it's not the same experience, have been through similar experiences and I can share with them without feeling the judgment. And that's what drew me to the group.
0: Yeah, that's a really common thing in our industry, I think, is people leaving and taking students with them and that's such a common struggle. And it it kind of reinforces the thought for women business owners in this industry that we have to be an island. You have to be isolated. You can't trust other people. And I think what's so beautiful about this community that we've created is that we have created a group that you can trust. And certainly with the six of us, and hopefully all of our other members in the larger group too, is that we can we know that we can trust each other. We're in it for the right reasons. We're not just in it to, you know, steal other people's ideas and then not give anything in return. We're all in this together, y'all. <laughs> and that's—I mean, I—I I didn't know if that's what this would become when I put that first post out there. But it's been—it's been such a wonderful little journey that we've been on.
5: Hi, I'm Holly. I answered your post because I was looking for friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but in reality I think my significant other and all my friends were just sick and tired of listening to me talk about dance and I felt like I was kind of on an island and I had nobody to share you know my triumphs or my, my struggles with and this group has been great for that and I feel that actually talk about your studio and what you're struggling with and what you're really good at it helps you see it helps you paint a clear picture about what needs to be done. And I feel like since I've been a part of this group, I've gotten so much accomplished and my business has grown.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like teaching dance. I mean, the, best way to know that you know something is by teaching it to other people. And if you have a system or strategy or some sort of idea in your business that you are in the process of flushing out, if you share it with others and bounce ideas back and forth between people and explain the way that you do things, it really just solidifies and helps you understand what works and what doesn't even better in your own business. And that's really part of what has been so great about this group. I think It's, it's sort of... For me, it's helped me realize, oh, I'm not an expert, but I do know some shit. Like, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> I, I do have things to share. I'm probably one of the, am I the youngest in the group? I think I'm the youngest in, the, in the, at least of the six of us. And I think I've been the, a studio owner for the shortest amount of time. But that doesn't mean that I don't have something of value to offer to other people. And so that's, it's definitely helped me build my confidence as a business owner, as a leader of my staff, as a, just as a member of the community, talking to parents, like it's just, it's been really helpful for me in a whole lot of ways. But the best thing I think is really the friendships that we've developed here, which is amazing. And the the kickoff for that was probably the the retreat that we did, the first one in two years ago, or two we've had two now. So 2017, we decided to get together in person, and we rented a beach house in the sleepy little beach town of Cape Charles, Virginia, and um, the six of us came. And I think at that point, Robin and I were the only ones that actually knew each other in person. And Everyone, I mean, really all of us were taking a big leap of faith about renting a beach house with a bunch of strangers, and I was honestly... I put it out there as an idea and I was, again, shocked that people <laughs> wanted to do it and would trust me to handle the money and the organizing and that people thought that they wouldn't get murdered. Um, <laughs> but it worked out really, really well. We all chose a topic to lead a session on and really we just talked nonstop about dance and studio ownership. and we never got bored and we we cooked and we drank and we laughed so much and we rode a little golf cart around <laughs> town and it was just the most fun ever and it really for the six of us solidified kind of that we were on the same page about what this group was and it really you know solidified our friendships for sure so what was what was everybody's like main takeaway from that weekend or what was your favorite moment
1: I do have to tell you that my husband's first response to you're going on vacation with complete strangers. What if they're <laughs> murderers? It was hilarious. Right? Um, yeah. I think
0: my boyfriend just rolled his eyes and said,
1: okay. <laughs> I said, well, that's okay. Cause we'll just all be crazy together. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's exactly what happened. But my, I think my biggest takeaway from the retreat was I want more of this in my life. I want to be around my people, the people that understand me. And it just solidified my bond to the group. I took so much away and applied it to my studio. And I'm still in the process of applying things from that first retreat. And the ability to sit in a house, to go and talk about almost nothing but our business and nobody get tired of it was amazing because that's, I like Holly have the same experience with my husband and my family. They don't get it. And it's just nice to be around people who understand. So I just remember the first moment I walked
4: into that house, I was the last one to arrive and you guys already had popped the wine and the beer open. So you guys were like already partying. Um, But as soon as I walked in, it was like, that's Amanda, that's Tammy, that's Holly. It was as if we had already known one another and we were reunited after being long lost. It was amazing that that connection was just instant. I do remember just talking nonstop and wondering when we were going to get sick of each other and we never did. I think we were really sad when we had to leave. I think that we were like texting each other on the drive. Yes. I miss you already. (laughs) And I, I am not, yeah,
0: I was so sad to go home.
4: <laughs> I am not a girly girl with a whole bunch of girlfriends. I've never had a bunch of girlfriends in, you know, growing up in high school and, and then I started my studio when I was 22. So same thing. You enter into that isolated world when you're a studio owner where nobody, you know, every people are always around you, but you can't say certain things to certain people because you know, you're the only one in your position. And one of the biggest takeaways was when we were on the golf cart and we were talking about our friends and I think it was Tammy who said, we were talking about who our friends were and and I think I was saying, well, my friends are, you know, my admin team or, you know, so-and-so customer or, you know, so-and-so EMC family. And Tammy said, if you pay them or if they pay you, they're not really your friends. And it was like splash of water in my face. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And I looked around at you guys. I'm like, well, I don't pay you and you don't pay me and you feel like my friends. So um, that was a big takeaway for me. And then, of course, there was just a million little things. I remember driving home, being on speakerphone with one of my admin people and just going through this laundry list of things like, I, we're going to have iPads in all the studios. How did we never think of this before? And you know, how we're going to organize things backstage and just everybody had ideas that were of value to me. I was so excited to get them going. So it was, it's, it's just been more of that ever since.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point too about who your friends are. Like you can have valuable friendships with your employees and your customers, but there's still that major component of your life that you can't share with them. I have that problem all the time where you know some of my closest friends are my staff, but if I have a problem with staff person A, I sure as hell can't talk about it with staff person B and C, that's not right. So who am I gonna talk to about that? My boyfriend is tired of hearing about it. (laughs) But you guys never get sick of it and you understand and when you offer solutions, it's not obnoxious It's really actually helpful and it comes from the place of understanding and true empathy (laughs) And not just here's the band-aid now shut up
2: (laughs) I think the biggest thing I left that weekend with was I regained my confidence again I had lost my confidence in myself as a studio owner for a while and I left that weekend just feeling so energized and supported and excited to continue to grow my studio and that I was on the right track and I I just left on this high that couldn't be replaced by anything else and um, I left feeling so supported and that I truly made some great friends and that I was accepted. For being myself and for what I did and how I ran my studio with not saying oh well, I do it like this so that's wrong um, which I've had before from other people I've tried to befriend in the dance community
3: so I just left so happy that weekend <laughs> I think for me I took away all of those things that everybody else had talked about for me it was definitely oh my God, I need to do this every year. (laughs) Why did I never think to do this, why Why did I never take the time for myself? I'm always so burnt out and I was rejuvenated. It was wonderful being able to connect with everybody face-to-face, although it felt like we had been friends for years as soon as we walked in the door. But yeah, uh, kind of echoing what Tammy said, it definitely solidified that I was on the right track of what I was doing and I did take away so much from everybody. Everybody's strengths are different than mine, which is just so wonderful because everybody contributes something to me as I contribute to them. And it was wonderful. My husband also thought I was crazy. I mean, he like wouldn't even tell his family that I did this because he was like so embarrassed that I would drive to go uh, meet strangers from the internet, like out of a Lifetime movie or something. (laughs) So, uh, and then when he finally did tell my in-laws, they were like, you drove to Virginia and met people from the internet. What is wrong with you? What were they like? Like we were all aliens or something. I don't know. You know, my family, my husband doesn't get it. He tries really hard. I got to give him an A for effort, but he just doesn't, he doesn't quite get it. He's not sympathetic to any of the problems that I come home with. You know, I had a a kid break my mirror at the studio last week and I came home so upset and he literally said to me, Is it really that bad? And that's when I was like, Nope, we're not gonna talk about this with you. But these lovely ladies are the people that I can go to and say, oh my God, this is happening. And yes, it's not that bad. You know, I'm not starving. I don't, I'm not homeless, but there's just something about having people that lift you up and that are like-minded like you and have the same career as you as friends that you just can't replace like it's very invaluable.
5: My family could not wait to get rid of me for the weekend. It's funny because my son it was a big joke because he's like mom you always told me to never meet online people and there you are going away for the weekend with your online friends and that's still a joke in our household but I drove down with Amanda. So we got to chat for five hours on our way there, and I have to say that whole experience was just great to dump all our problems. And like I said, you know, we learned so much from each other
0: through the
4: retreat.
5: I know I was very burnt out for the retreat, and I came home with so much information, just so ready to tackle it. It was awesome.
0: Yeah, I think it's all of those things. And I, for me, as the sort of original ringleader of this crew, I was feeling a little overwhelmed actually of leading this group and keeping it all organized and trying to have a facade of keeping my own studio all together and knowing exactly what I was doing but meeting in real life reassured me that no one has it all together and that's okay that you don't either. (laughs) And then also adding the five of you on as people who were committed to this group, committing to growing the group and committing to helping others was so helpful to me because I knew that I wanted to keep the group going, but I didn't know how to do it on my own. And then coming together with these five people women who were amazing and having them say, yeah, we're on board, we want to help was incredible. One of the things that we did was sort of organize a new system for the group of how it's going to move forward and how our weekly calls are going to go and how we can delegate and distribute the tasks among us to keep the group going, but lighten the load on all of us. It's really kind of rocketed off since that first retreat. And then this past summer when we met again, we kind of solidified it even further and talked about, well, okay, we've done this and that. What more can we do? How can we make it even better? It's just amazing. It's just amazing. That's all. So let's talk about who we are and what we each sort of bring to the group, because as someone said earlier, we are all dance studio owners and we're all women, but we're all very different as far as our lives are organized and as what our studios are like. Every studio has a niche, I'm sure, that for the listeners who are, you know, in their own specific demographic. I'm sure there are competitors who are nothing like them in their area. And part of what our struggle is as studio owners is putting our name out there, making sure that our customers and potential customers know what kind of studio we are and how we run things at our dance homes. So I just want to go through and have each of us sort of introduce ourselves and our studios and what sets us apart.
3: Well, um, my name is Amanda Kachati, and I have owned my studio, which is called Celebrity Dance Emporium, for 12 years now. The studio is located in a suburb of Buffalo, New York called Clarence Center. And I have 275 students currently um, with just over 550 enrollments. I manage 10 employees, three of those are desk staff. So I would say um, my studio specializes in tap. We're a very big tap studio, but we are a full service studio. So we have tap, jazz, ballet, hip hop, you know, lyrical, the whole nine yards, ages two to adult. Also, I should mention that I am the third owner of my studio. So I'm sure some of uh, you can relate. And I know Heather also is in a similar boat as me taking over a studio is a whole different ballgame compared to opening it up from scratch. So that's something that I can definitely talk about. And I think for me, what I feel that I bring to the group or my strongest suit would be staff management and also developing your culture within your studio. Those are some things that I think that I have a good handle on with my business. And I can't wait to talk about more with you guys. Yeah. And she's not lying. When she talks about studio culture, it
0: sounds like a sort of amorphous concept. Amanda has it
3: down to a science. I've been married for five years. I'm 35 years old. I have no kids and a cat named Wally. And um, I love drinking wine, reading, sleeping, doing yoga, and watching movies in my spare time.
1: Hi, my name is Heather Driggers. I own a studio called Studio South Performing Arts Center. My studio is located in Brunswick, Georgia, which is an hour south of Savannah. That's where most people are familiar with. I actually live in Florida, so I live an hour from my studio. This is my seventh season owning my studio. I am the third owner of my studio. I worked for both of the previous owners. They both sold the studio after their six-year mark, so I'm excited to be a year ahead of the game. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I made it past the breaking point. You made it <laughs> past the six-year mark. <laughs> and maybe it was because of
0: DSO Connect.
1: Yes, I wholeheartedly believe that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have 81 kids, so I have a really small studio. Currently have 215 enrollments, which I'm excited about because I am up in my number there. We have had a few staff turnovers, so I'm coming out of that this year. And Amanda's Staffing assistance has been extremely helpful with getting a new staff on board and gearing them where I want them to be. So thank you, Amanda, for that, because she is also a staff guru. (laughs) Um, Personally, I have been married for 13 years and I have an almost 10 year old son. Yeah, it's fun being a parent and a wife and a studio owner and a mother of 90 children and all of the alumni. And (laughs) lyrical as a teacher is my specialty. I love tap, tap is my heart, but I love taking tap. I don't love teaching tap. (laughs) So, As a studio owner, my strengths lie in the computer aspects. I love building websites and but I love the audio visual and marketing.
3: Yeah, Heather, your social media games on point all the time.
1: Oh well thank you. I yeah, graphic design
3: is spot on. Yes. All her posts are like gorgeous. Well designed. Yep.
0: We all aspire to use Canva like Heather does. <laughs> Well thank you. You are welcome. (laughs) It's true.
5: I'm Holly Brooker and I own Salton Valley Dance Conservatory. It's located in Pennsylvania. Uh, The studio has been around over 60 years. Um, I took it over from another lady and she was in her late 70s when I took the studio over and this is my 24th year owning the dance studio. I would have to say our strong point is contemporary to a lot of theme dances with Pop, dances that have meaning almost like when you're in college like every dance has meaning it's kind of what we do we're a very competitive studio i have a big competition team we have maybe 50 students on our competition team and they range from ages 7 to 18. Now, i think what i can bring to the table is building a competition team we do regionals we go to nationals our team is pretty close, we are like a close family. And that that is one of the things of being with this group, I was kind of letting my recreational side slide a little bit and only focusing on the competitive side. But the past couple years, I've really been focusing along with the competitive, focusing on recreational and that has grown exponentially.
2: Holly, you're also the blog queen.
5: That's true, I like to blog. I have a travel blog. (laughs) And I have a blended family. I have three children and my boyfriend has two and they're all ages 15 to 24, which makes life very crazy. So I like to drink wine, lots of it. <laughs> and I like to golf and read. I also like to travel and I have a travel blog and I like to think I'm an extreme couponer.
0: Yeah, and Holly is the go-to gal for all things saving money. <laughs> the most affordable way to do anything, Holly can help you out. She's your girl. She's always jetting off on fabulous vacations.
4: So my name is Robin Snyder-Winsek, and I am the owner and founder of EMC Performing Arts Studio. We are located in New Freedom, Pennsylvania, which is a little corn field town, located about 40 minutes north of Baltimore and a little bit south of York, Pennsylvania. So we're definitely a suburban country kind of area. I opened my studio when I was 22, which was way back in 1992. This is our 27th year in business. We are approaching 1,000 enrollments, which I'm really excited about. Our most recent enrollment goal is to hit 1,000 by the end of the January rush, Um, We have about 500 students, which uh, translates into that almost 1,000 enrollments. What sets my studio apart from the others is we are a performing arts studio. So we offer dance, music, theater, and gymnastics, which in the next year or two, we're going to be transitioning into ACRO because I think that ACRO fits a little bit more in with the performing arts rather than gymnastics does. Well, the other thing that's different about our studio in terms of the dance program is That we require all of our students to take an entire package of dance classes. So while in our technique dance program, we only have 50 dancers, they're all in and they translate to over 400 enrollments just from those 50 dancers. I think that having a program where students aren't picking and choosing classes a la carte just presents itself in a whole different way. We also have a really strong culture at EMC, so I don't have a a hard time with a lot of dramatic parents, and I love to talk about how um, we made it to that point and how we, we work hard to maintain those things. I think I do a pretty good job of managing the parents. I Approach them from a place where we are on the same team together Um, I include them in the things that we are are working on events and performances I allow them in in a measured and Boundary way so that they can really be a part of it help Understand what's going on and as a result. I get very little pushback. I get very little drama and basically we make a, a, a really strong team. I feel like that's probably my biggest strength. I'm also pretty good with my staff. I have a good team of people that are very dedicated to the studio and they, they tend to stay on long-term. And also our students, you know, they, they start here and they grow up here and, and we usually keep them for quite a long time. So I think, again, the culture that we've created is strong and I think I have a pretty good handle on how to cultivate that and grow it from, from year to year.
0: And how many staff
4: do you have? Well, we have employees, we have independent contractors, we have work-study students who, you know, do some student teaching and don't get paid, but they get work-study credit. And if you add all that up together, between 35 and 45 people on the staff. That
0: number always blows me away.
4: (laughs) It's a lot to manage. And I do have an HR person who manages them all, so I don't have to. So in my personal life, I have three sons. They range in age from 17 to 21. We have a lot of animals in our house, which was not my choice, but my kids love their animals. And my um, elderly mother and her husband live with us as well. So there's always people coming and going from my home, but they're mostly pretty self-sufficient and doing their own thing. I also like Holly drink a lot of wine. And in my spare time, I, I just love my studio and I love to work on the business. I, I do like to travel with my kids. They're musicians, so we go see a lot of rock concerts and that's always fun.
2: My name is Tammy Bisbee and my dance studio is a step above Dance and Music Academy. We're located in Monona, Wisconsin, which is a suburb of Madison. I have owned the studio for 14 years. I'm the third owner and it's actually the studio I grew up dancing at too. So that's kind of fun. (laughs) Right now I have 370 students and that equals about 775 enrollments. I have about 10 teachers on staff and three front desk employees. I think what sets my studio apart from my competitors is that we teach really solid technique. I'm kind of known as the ballet studio in my area. But we also teach things in a positive environment. I really focus my curriculum on making sure I'm teaching safe dance for the dancers, opposed to some of my competitors. (laughs) I think my strengths as a business owner is that I am a very organized person and I have lots of systems in place. Uh, That way I don't have to be at my studio 24-7. and allows me more family time. That's a big thing for me. Uh, I have two kids and they're five and eight. So while they're young, it's really important that I'm around and I'm able to go to all the Taekwondo and dance and plays and all that fun stuff um and I'm recently divorced so that has put a curve in my life as well but my life pretty much consists of the studio and my kids right now and if I get a chance I'll read but
0: <laughs> most of the time I just rather go to bed. <laughs> yeah same like can I list sleeping as my favorite hobby because <laughs> it totally is um All right, well, my name is Casey Royer. I own Arts in Motion Dance Academy in Richmond, Virginia. I am in my seventh season, and I am actually the first owner of my studio. So I opened it from scratch, sort of, in 2012. I was running a dance program at another facility at the time, and then a local studio that had been open for 11 years, I believe, was closing. And so I went in and took over their lease and purchased their assets. I did not purchase their business. I opened a new studio in the same space. So I was able to retain students from the program that I was running and students from the studio that was closing. So it turned out to work out pretty darn well. So right now I have a bit over 200 enrollments and about 125 individual students. I have two separate programs at my studio. I have the recreational program and the accelerated program. And that has been something that I started in the last two or three years. And it's definitely been super duper helpful because it allows parents and students to basically choose what kind of experience they want to have and self select what kind of student they want to be. And that's probably what sets me apart uh, in my area. The Richmond market is super duper oversaturated. There are tons and tons of studios in Richmond and uh, not a whole lot. I think I can, I can think of only one specific studio that also has a dual program like mine. So that definitely sets mine apart. And like Tammy, I really focus on solitaire. especially in the accelerated program, and I focus on curriculum. My big thing is developmental milestones and how to create a curriculum that is geared towards development, not just age appropriate, but developmentally appropriate material and teaching styles. That's kind of what my passion has become in the last couple of years, but also sort of like heather i really like the nerdy computery side of things i am an excel girl all the way i love a good spreadsheet if i can make numbers color coded and turn it into a chart or a graph i'm a happy lady anything about formulas and conditional formatting and that kind of thing is my jam. So (laughs) that's, that's what sort of what I bring to the table. If you've got an Excel question, I'm your gal. And I, I know enough about it to know how to figure things out. I really love learning new things in Excel and how to use new functions and stuff. So basically, like who we are is we're not really experts on anything in particular. We have our strengths just like everybody, and we certainly have our weaknesses too. And we've made a lot of mistakes in our journey as studio owners, and now we have a really good idea of how to avoid them, and we've learned a lot from making those mistakes. And because we're real studio owners, and we're real friends, and we're moms and teachers and wives, and you know, we want to share all of that with everyone. So, you know, we laugh a lot. We are all really different. And we think that as a group, we can offer a lot because we're so different and hopefully for members of our bigger group and for listeners there will be one of us that you can identify with so there's always going to be somebody that you can sort of look at and say i can identify with this aspect of holly's studio or this thing that amanda said really resonates with me and it might not be all of us all the time but we have so much to offer because we're so different So that's kind of what we're all about is just helping studio owners to avoid the mistakes that we've made, learn from what we're doing, share our knowledge and our experiences, and really to help live balanced lives, if that's even a thing. I mean, we're all obviously still learning how to do that ourselves, but figuring out Um, and helping other people do that, too, so that you're not tied down and drowning in your studio, but that you fall in love with it again and really know what you need and how to get there and how to make your life work rather than just being a slave to your studio. So that's kind of what the group has evolved into. We're primarily a Facebook group, and the other larger Facebook groups, I call them mega groups because they've got, like, thousands and thousands of members. They're really good for crowdsourcing a lot of opinions. If you have you know, something that you just want a lot of different ideas about and sometimes they can be super judgmental and a little bitchy over there and we're just all about being non-judgmental and super supportive. So we're really trying to change the way that studio owners and just professionals in general in the dance industry talk to each other. Yeah. So where we're taking things from here is we've, we've got this Facebook group, you know, we do our, our video calls and our our chats about specific topics. Um, but we sort of realized that we can do a lot more than that. So we've started to compile some of our knowledge and our ideas into eBooks and webinars and presentations and sort of like resources that we can put together and share with other people. And so we're we're working on a lot of those right now we've got topics ranging from developmentally appropriate training how to train your staff for developmentally appropriate curriculum how to systematize your studio how to organize an army of dance class moms, how to use Canva to its greatest benefit with which if you're unfamiliar, Canva is an online platform for graphic design. So we've got a lot of these things that we're just kind of putting together, putting it down in in written form or in a video form so that we have it out there as a resource for our members because we want to help as many people as possible. One of the things that we realized eventually was instead of having this group be something that will help us. We're really kind of shifting our focus into helping others now. And not because we're done with needing help, but because (laughs) that's what we want (laughs) to do. We can really help other studio owners live balanced lives and fall back in love with their studios and feel connected to other studio owners, obviously, hence the name DSO Connect. And we're all about being relatable and real and helping other studio owners. That's kind of our shtick. So we're trying out this whole podcast thing to see how it works (laughs) and hopefully find some new people to join us along the way. So where to find us on Facebook, search DSO Connect. You can find us on Instagram at DSO Connect. To join our Facebook group where most of our action happens Just search for DSO Connect Community. You do need to be an actual Dance Studio owner in order to join. And then you can check out our website, which is where we will be posting all of our resources that we're creating. It's dancestudioownerconnect.com. And email us. We want to hear from you. If you have suggestions or ideas or comments or feedback, please email us at dsoconnect6 at gmail.com. Again, it's DSO Connect, and then the number 6 at gmail.com dot com. We're very excited about this podcast and we hope that you'll join us and we will see you next time when we'll dive into some content now that we've introduced ourselves. So sayonara, thanks for listening and have a great week.